Do you know what you should be doing when it comes to your diet and health, but struggle with the getting it done part? Bodymetrics is excited to bring back Jumpstart, a six-week health and weight loss class that focuses on education and accountability. The class includes six weeks of live teachings, exercise plans, sample meal plans, daily motivation emails, and a free 30-minute private session with one of our dietitians. The class starts March 2nd, perfect timing to recommit to your health goals and get ready for summer. To reserve your spot or find out more details, visit bodymetricspa.com forward slash jumpstart. Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Welcome back. I recently came across a quote and it stated, true discipline is inflexibility. Now, when I think of food, so many of us, we think that discipline, true discipline, is being very restrictive, is taking out a whole bunch of foods that aren't healthy or are high calorie. And if we do that and we can do it with consistency, then we will be successful. Then we will be ultimately disciplined when it comes to our food. But if you listen to that quote, it says true discipline is in flexibility, not in restriction. The diet industry has done such a wonderful job of teaching us what diets should look like. And so many of them revolve around taking things out and having your your diet, your foods that you're allowed to eat, um, it's only a small finite list. And so we've been conditioned that anytime we think we need to lose weight or eat better, it means take more things out of our diet, be more restrictive. And then the goal is to see how long we can do it. How long can we white knuckle our way through before we screw up, right? That's what every diet is about. How long can you do it before you screw it up? And then the minute you mess up, well, you failed. Now you have to start all over again. You know, it kind of reminds me of that diet, the Whole30 diet. I actually did it, well, I did it twice. I did it once with my sister-in-law because she had recommended to try it. And I had a couple clients that were dabbling in it at the time. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try it just so I can um, learn more about it. And that way, if clients have questions, I can, you know, talk from experience versus just from what I had read. And the whole premise of the Whole30 diet 
Um, it's really to eliminate foods that potentially cause intolerances in your body, but you're not meant to stay on it forever. But in an elimination diet, when you are trying to figure out what are um, your food intolerances, you do have to stay on it for um, a significant amount of time. Otherwise, when you do the reintroduction phase, you're not going to get a true reading. And so there is reason for the strict adherence. But let's be honest here. Most people who were doing the Whole30 diet, they weren't doing it because they wanted to see what potential intolerances they had. They wanted to do it to lose weight. And so part of the Whole30 diet stated that if you were to mess up, you probably need to start over again. But people took this to a whole nother level. And they actually started shaming other people and sh- and people felt really ashamed themselves when they couldn't hold up to the strict parameters that it required. And it made people feel terrible about themselves. And then they had to try harder and be more disciplined. It was the epitome of diet culture. Screw up, you have to start all the way back at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know if some of you have young kids, but... You know, when you play shoots and ladders with your kids and you get all the way close to the top, you get to that like number 80 square or 81 or wherever you're at at those top squares and you hit a shoot and you have to go all the way back to the beginning, it's not so much fun anymore. And that's what this diet culture teaches us. You know, we have to be rigid We have to be disciplined. We can never mess up or we have to start all the way back at the beginning. And that's defeating. That is so defeating. It's so frustrating. And rather than start all over again, you know what? I just, I don't even want to play the game. I just want to quit. So for those of you that have that mindset where the diet, you're either on it and you're perfect or you're off it and you got to get re-motivated and you have to start all over again every time you mess up, how is that working out for you? It's exhausting straining for perfection all of the time, but it's also exhausting mentally trying to sift through the layers of shame that we add to ourselves every time we mess up. The reason why diets don't work is because they are not set up for you to be successful long term. They're successful when you are able to do the work, but the work usually is so strict that it's not possible to stay on it. Remember, we're not perfect people. We're never going to be perfect long term. I want to revisit this quote again. True discipline is inflexibility. So now when I was in school, I remember taking my first nutrition class and my professor wrote three words on the board, balance, moderation, and variety. And I remember she explained to the class that these three words are what define a healthy diet. Now notice she didn't say plant-based or vegan or restrictive 
or portion control. She didn't mention any of those things. She said, what defines a healthy diet are the words balance, moderation, and variety. Now, if you're anything like my clients, they hate these three words. These are terrible words because they're what I call gray words. Remember, the diet industry has brainwashed us into black or white thinking. We're either following the list of rules or we're not. We're either on it or we're not. We're on the wagon, we're off the wagon. There's no in-between. But that's not how this works. We live in gray. And our shades of gray look different from the shade of gray from the next person. And that's okay. But it gets very, very confusing when it comes to our diets because we want the list of rules. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to avoid and I'll follow the rules. No, you won't. In your head, you're going to follow the rules perfectly, but then there's going to be a holiday or a birthday or a celebration or a crappy day. They're going to happen. And so true discipline is in flexibility. So I want to talk more about these gray words because we live in gray. We have to learn how to coexist with food. We can't just be on a diet or off the diet. We actually just need to learn how to be all the time. Just how to eat well all the time. That's what we need to do. So let's go through these words. All right, let's start with the word balance. So if you think of the word balance, I always just like to um, visualize a balance beam. All right. So balance is a state in which different things can occur in equal amounts. So the easiest way to think about that is if you're walking across a balance beam and you have your arms extended, right? If you have nothing in either of your hands and you walk with your arms outstretched across the beam, you will achieve balance because both the left and the right side have nothing you're not holding anything in your hands. So there's equal mass in both hands and it is easy to walk across the beam. Now, if you decide to add a 20 pound weight to your left hand and you try to walk across the beam, obviously that's going to be a little bit more challenging because now your balance is going to be off because the one side is holding a larger mass than the other side. And in order to walk across the beam, you're gonna have to compensate. You're gonna have to probably throw your hip out to the side to help counterbalance that extra weight you're holding in one hand. Now all of a sudden you do not have equal amounts on both sides and so the balance is off, it's skewed. We can talk about balance when it comes to what types of foods are you including in your diet? Does your diet have a lot of junk food? Does it have a lot of snack foods? Does it have a lot of vegetables? You know, what are you doing in excess? Do you dine out often? Are your arms outstretched even as you try to walk across the balance beam? Or are you eating foods that aren't healthy for you on a consistent basis? Are you eating good healthy foods on a consistent basis? Right? It's not about 
only choosing good stuff and only choosing bad stuff. There's got to be a balance of both in your diet because otherwise, remember what I always say, if you are not including some fun foods in your diet, you are going to get resentful. And when we get resentful, we get rebellious. So it's important that we have all foods in our diet. We don't restrict certain food groups or certain foods because we don't want to get rebellious. We don't want to get resentful. We need both in our diet to have both mental success, mental health, and physical health. All right. So one of the things that can help identify if you're doing a good job with balancing good healthy foods with some fun foods every once in a while is journal your intake. Journal your foods and see how you're doing. I would say the majority of people that walk into my office, they think they are doing a fabulous job eating vegetables. They do. And then I'll do a 24-hour recall and there won't be a vegetable to be seen. And then they'll, huh, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't have any vegetables yesterday. I'm like, okay, how about the day before? Oh, I don't think I had a vegetable that day either. Right? So journaling can bring awareness to your eating habits. And so look to see, just journal for the next two days and see, do you have balance in your foods? Are you leaning one on one side heavier than the other? Could you walk across a balance beam if in your left hand you wrote nutritious foods and in your right hand you've had fun foods? Now, I will say we probably don't want an equal 50-50 split of unhealthy and healthy foods, but I know in our in our family, you know, we absolutely include fun foods a couple times a week into our diet just so we can enjoy things. Remember, it's not about perfection, it's not about white knuckle discipline. It's in flexibility. All right. So, let's talk about the second word for a little bit. Let's talk about moderation. Moderation means not too much or too often avoiding extremes or excess. Now, one of the words that the diet industry has taught us is the word never. Just like in Whole30, never eat this food or you have to start all over again. Be careful of using the word never when it comes to your diet. Never is one of those words. It's a, it's a rule-following word, right? And again, we are trying to break free from those rules that are rules that say always, only, never. Those, those are not moderation words. Those are extremes. All right. Now, I will say that moderation is confusing because what is too much? Or what is too often? And this is really different from person to person. What it comes down to, the bottom line, is what you're doing now. Is it taking you closer or further away from your goals? If it's taking you closer to your goal, then I would say you're doing things just right. But if it's taking you further away, then you may need to tighten some things up a little bit. For us, for me personally, 
I know moderation for me means having fun foods twice a week. I find when I start to enjoy them three or four times a week, then um, I'm not in alignment with some of my health goals. Anything less frequent than twice a week makes me feel restricted. And then I end up going off the rails because I don't like feeling restricted in my diet. So you get to figure out what does moderation look like to you. Um, We like to follow the thing called Wednesday weekends. It just sounds nice. It's nice alliteration. You can pick Tuesday weekend. You can pick Thursday weekend. But Wednesday weekend, um, for me, feels great because it's something midweek to look forward to. And then once again on the weekends, we get to enjoy something a little bit more indulgent and fun. For some people, once a week is all they need. For some people, once a month is all they need. There is no hard and fast rules. You need to figure out what works best for you. And it's okay if what works for you doesn't work for somebody else or what works for them doesn't work for you. That is okay. Remember, there are over a hundred different ways to diet, to lose weight, to eat, to feel good. It's all individualized. We have to stop pretending that there's a one-size-fits-all answer to health because it's just not true. And the more you try to pigeonhole yourself into one specific way, the more frustrated you're going to get with the process, and then you're going to quit and you're going to get rebellious. So, so far we talked about the words balance and moderation. I want to talk about one more gray word, and that's called variety. Variety basically means this. You need to eat more than five foods. When you don't have variety in your diet, you run the risk of getting bored. And when you get bored, chances are you're going to seek out high calorie alternatives. We need to eat a variety of foods, not only for our interest level, but also for nutrient intake. If we eat the same five foods over and over again, we're going to limit ourselves to only a handful of nutrients. We need to make sure we're choosing an abundance of fruits and vegetables and different ones, not just carrots all the time or not just apples all the time. There are so many opportunities and options when it comes to produce, but yet we stick to the same three or four day in, day out. Guys, we need to start exploring and expanding our palates because that is where we get excited and that's what keeps our interest and engagement in what we're doing. One of the best ways to include variety in your diet is to eat seasonally. I know for our family, we only eat the produce that's in season during that time. So basically what that means is like right now it's winter. So we are eating a ton of grapefruit, a ton of oranges, pineapple. We're doing a ton of citrus because that's what's in season right now. Do you know what's not in season right now? Strawberries. If we wait until what's in season, we get really, really excited about the next season that comes up because we get to try a whole nother set of produce. But if we eat the same produce all year round, it stops being exciting and then we're going to want to eat other foods. 
So eating seasonally can be really helpful. If you're not sure what foods are in season at this time of year, you know, Google it. What produce is in season in the winter? What produce is, is in season in the spring? There's resources available to you. Um, but that's just one way that we incorporate a lot of variety. So we get lots of nutrients also, so it keeps our interest. And so we um, can feel our best because when we have a lot of nutrition in our system, our bodies thrive. Fruits and vegetables are the foods with probably the most nutrients per calorie. And so anytime that our body gets the nutrients, it doesn't have to break itself down or, or break something down to get make nutrients. Like you actually, when you get them through your food, it's just, that's how your body works. It just works easily and effortlessly. But when you're not getting the nutrients your body needs to survive, then it has to, has to make it on its own. And how do you think it makes it on its own? It's got to break something else down to make it. And then we start feeling tired and we start feeling sluggish and we don't have energy. We get our energy through food. That is how our body feels its best. If you're struggling with low energy levels, it's probably because you're not eating enough produce. I'm going to challenge you with this. If years of trying to follow rules isn't working, I want you to try something different. Instead of following a bunch of rules and hoping that's what gets you success, I want you to think of these three words and let these three words guide you to a healthier diet. Balance, moderation, and variety. I want you to think about how can we include more foods in our diet instead of restricting and excluding foods? What if the goal was to include every color of the rainbow to your meals and to get a variety of flavors and nutrients in your plate? What if these were the rules we followed versus an eat this, not that mentality? This sounds like a long-term plan to me. And it also sounds like one I want to follow versus one I anticipate with dread. All right, guys, so that is your assignment for the week is I want you to figure out how can you start to incorporate some of these gray words into your own diet so you can have long-term success too. All right, so let's talk about your recipe for the week. This week, I'm going to give you the recipe called Almond Crusted Chicken. And this is a great gluten-free alternative to fried chicken. Um, and because it's baked and not fried, it's a much lighter version to the greasy original. So from a health standpoint, it ranks up there as a good one. All right. So for the ingredients for the chicken, you're going to need one and a half cups of almonds, two eggs beaten, four boneless skinless chicken breasts, and one tablespoon of olive oil. And then for the spice mixture, you're going to need a half a teaspoon of dried sage, half a teaspoon of dried rosemary, one teaspoon of dried thyme, one teaspoon of dried oregano, three-quarter teaspoon of onion powder, three-quarter teaspoon of garlic powder, 
one and a half teaspoon of sea salt, and half a teaspoon of black pepper. So your directions, you're gonna preheat your oven to 350, and you're gonna place a cooling rack on top of a baking sheet. Next, you're gonna place the almonds along with all the ingredients in the spice mixture into a food processor and pulse until the almonds are ground. You're gonna transfer that concoction into a bowl and we're gonna use it in just a bit. Next, we're gonna, um, in another bowl, we're gonna add the beaten eggs. And then we're basically going to dip the chicken into the egg and then coat it in the almond spice mixture and lay each piece on the baking rack. You're gonna drizzle with a little bit of olive oil over the chicken and bake for 45 minutes until golden brown. And that's it. Really, really simple, really, really easy really, really tasty. All right, guys. So that is your episode for this week. I'm so glad you guys joined me and um, we'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.